My name is Aisha, and my favorite color is blue. Hello, my name is Asma, and my favorite color is green. And you are listening to Car Chit Chats, a podcast where we discuss different media we have come across and our thoughts on them. Just for the record, these will have spoilers, so this is a warning in advance for that. Yes. So, Aswa, is there anything you'd like to share from the week? Well, why don't you go first, Aisha? <laughs> okay, I will. So, uh, two nights ago, I played this game called Journey, and I really enjoyed it. Okay, it was, it was a... What is it called? It was a game where... You know, it was a very typical game. You have goals, you try to reach them. Uh, fairly easy game. The reason why it's so popular is because the graphics are incredible. So it starts off with this character in a desert. Um, and, you know, when he's moving, the sand moves with him. You can hear the sand moving and um, the, the sun. You know, the way the sun is shining on the sand. It's, just, it's, it's all very beautiful. So, yeah, it was a very interesting experience. What game was it again? Journey. Journey? Yep. Okay, cool. Um, Well, I'd like to share an insight, I guess. Um, Yesterday, I was rushing out of my room to go downstairs, and I bumped my hand on the wall, like, really, really hard. And there's, like, a red mark there, and it hurts a lot. That's very red. Yes. Yes, It is really red. Oh, yeah. Anyway, um... I instantly thought, oh, this is karma. Because Ami, which is our mom, who is our, I mean, who is my mom? Yeah, add my mom. (laughs) Okay, um, who is our mom? Yes. Um, she taught us that when you are thinking something bad, something bad might happen to you. So, for example, if you, like, stub your toe under the table or something, you're that probably happened because you're thinking or doing something bad. And I have experienced that a lot in my life. And I felt like that happened yesterday as well because I was rushing out of my room to go downstairs and grab some ice cream from the fridge. Very nice. Although, I, um, today was supposed to be a day... I mean, yesterday was supposed to be a day where I um, had no junk food. And I was doing really well until 11 p.m. in the night where I rushed out of my room and got hit by the wall because of karma, because I was doing something bad hmm. by having, um, <clears throat> or by betraying myself, betraying yes. my body. Right, so, right. Yeah. Yeah. Do, do, do you feel that way ever? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it happens to me sometimes where I might be thinking something and then I accidentally bite myself, like uh, bite the inside yes. of my cheek. Yep. And it hurts so much. And I'm like, oh, I know why this happened. Yes. Because you were thinking something bad? Because I was thinking something bad, or I was, yeah, generally thinking something bad. Something bad about someone, mm. or something, or, you know, like, criticizing someone or judging someone. Um, but sometimes, uh, like, bad things happen to me, quote-unquote. Um, and I'm like, why did this happen, you know? Obviously, obviously there's a reason for everything. That's what we believe. Um, so yeah. Nice to think about. Yes. All right. So, what are we talking about today? We are talking about a TV show, a Pakistani TV show called Yakin Kasafar, which translates to the journey of belief or the journey of your ambition. Yep. So, Yakin means belief, um, and then Safar means journey, which is the game I was playing two days ago. Very cool. 
it's nice how it ties together. Yes, <laughs> totally, totally. All right. And the shows about karma as well, and to some extent. So yeah. Yeah, uh, that's amazing. Wow. Who who knew that was good? Maybe happen. we're part of the show. Yeah, maybe we are. Okay, so what is the plot, Asma? Well, I I, I, we, <laughs> I think we discussed <laughs> that you were gonna. Um... <laughs> okay, fine. Yeah, the plot. <clears throat> so basically, the plot follows two central characters. Um, we won't go too much into the plot. We'll sort of explain it as we go. Um, we do recommend watching this show. It it was a really good show. But basically, it follows two characters um, that experience very tragic moments in their life, um, and how basically they deal with it, how they learn from it, and how they come to peace with it and move on with their life. That's a very very short synopsis. Uh, obviously, there's a lot to unpack, which we will hopefully go through more of. Yeah, so Asma, what thoughts do you have on this show? Um, well, I think it had a whole lot, well, many, many relatable characters, and it had very good character development, um, and I really, really enjoyed how it ended, because it showed both of the characters you mentioned, who were the protagonists, um, being very at ease with their lives, um, which wasn't the case throughout the um, TV series. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Cool, cool. Alright, so, where do you want to start off first in talking about this? Do you want to talk about the... So, in Pakistani TV shows, when you are, you know, you sit down and you're about to watch the TV, about to watch the show, and it comes up with the title, and it comes up with like a little sing-songy little thing. Um, and so, in this one, it was... Guma... Ke baad yakin ka safar. What does that no, mean? It's more like Guma ke baad yakin ka safar. You know, you, you listen. Yeah, well, if you listen to it on like one point two five speed, that's what it sounded like. Mm. What I said. Yes, but what does it mean? Okay, so if you translate it into English, it translates to presumption is followed by the journey of belief. What do you think that means, Aisham? I don't really Honestly, <laughs> I don't. I think so. I think the word that we are a bit confused about is the word guman, mm. um, because it's. I think it's difficult Urdu, and our Urdu isn't mm. absolutely excellent. Mm. Um, so guman apparently translate to translates to presumption, um, but we don't really under. I, th- I think we don't really understand what how that relates to the journey of belief. I honestly thought it meant guna yeah, it, It's not. Oh, really? I checked it. Yep. If it if it was guna, then that would have been easier to understand. Yeah. Um, but <clears throat> for those of you who don't uh, speak Urdu, guna means sin. Yep. So it would have made a lot of sense if it was like, oh, you know, after you sin, you have a journey that leads you to belief. Um, that would have been really cool, but I guess not. I don't even know what presumption means. I'm sorry, okay? I'm, yeah. I'm supposed to be like an English nerd, but... Um... So, can you like search up, search up what presumption I means? I did! I still don't know what it means! In the law of evidence, a presumption of a particular fact can be made with... A... That's, not a, that's not the definition of presumption. You gotta search up, define... Let me do it as well. Define presumption. It's that simple. 
you know, I thought you would have thoughts to say about this because you wrote that dot point. Well, I just, just, no, just I you thought know. you would know what presumption means. Do I look like I know things? I'm making things up all the time, okay? You, this is so... Okay. Presumption means the act of presuming. Oh, thank you so much, dictionary. I mean, we knew that. Um, so... Presuming is followed by the journey of belief. Belief on reasonable grounds. Assumption of something is true. What does that even mean? How about we uh, skip the title? <laughs> look, all I was look, I was actually just going to talk about Yakin Kasafar, which is what the, the which is the name. Yes, of- go ahead. Okay, so yakin ka safar means the journey of belief, right? And this is very central to the whole story because there's a lot of instances where people do not believe other people. Or, and that could be in a way of, oh, I don't believe what you're saying, or I don't believe in you. I don't trust you, I don't support you. And so this, the stories follow in the drama you know, the people that weren't supported or people that, you know, were, were seen as being uh, careless, mm. ignorant, and yeah. ignorant, they, they were finally accepted mm-hmm. for what they were doing, which were the right things. What they were accepted for their beliefs. Yes, they were accepted for their beliefs. And so that, that, that's why the, the, the show's name, Yakin Kasafar, is very symbolic. And I think it's a really good name for the show. That's basically what I want to talk about. That I don't know why you had to add the gamun. Uh, you wrote guna, and that was wrong. Really? Yeah. Oh, I thought I just wrote yakin kasafar. I'm no, sorry. No, you wrote you guna. You wrote yakin kasafar. It sounds like guna. Well, it's guman. Anyway, um, okay. So a character I would like to discuss is. Well, you need some background, um, for this. It, so. There is a poor village girl who is... Oh, before we go on to that, uh, there are warnings that we oh, do yes. discuss um, uh, things like rape and suicide in this. So, you know, if that is something that triggers you, then we do recommend not to continue this. Yes. Yeah. And um, again, this podcast does, or this episode at least, does include some spoilers. Um, so if you are planning on watching it, then you should be aware of that. Yes. Um, okay, so there is a young, poor village girl in um, a village oh, who, wow. um, who... In Pakistan. In Pakistan, who has a few siblings, and she lives with her parents. And one day, she's just walking through the village, and she is gang-raped by... Um, some people and when she comes home so she ends up in the hospital and her parents see her at the hospital um it actually leads to the parents abandoning her because they are so ashamed of what has happened to her and they don't want to have anything to do with her um except so both parents are like that they you know they kick her out of the house um except there is one of 
I think she has one brother and a couple of sisters. Yeah, she has two sisters and one brother. Yeah, two sisters and one brother. And they are, they're all much younger than her, so they're all kids. Um, the younger brother, he, he is the only one who I guess you could say has yakin in her, which means mm. belief in mm. her that, you know, she didn't do anything wrong. None of this was her fault, and he is actually really supportive of her. Um, and I think that character, having, their, having that character there really um, said a lot about how things should be. So I think um, because she was literally just surrounded by people very, very unsupportive of her and there was nobody who wanted her or anything. Um, but there was that little brother who said, no, you know, you are still very important to me um, and I support you and I and I'm, you know, very unhappy about what happened to you. None of it was your fault. Um, so it was really nice to have that character there because it just showed a bit of hope, I guess, mm-hmm. that even when, you know, everything's so bad, there there are some things or some people um, who do make a huge difference. Yeah. Even if, even if it's just one person in your life, yeah. they can have a profound impact on the way you feel and behave. Absolutely. Um, and it was really interesting because, you know, this is a very young child. You can, you can very easily change how a child thinks. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and so the fact that he is so, you know, steadfast about this, because there are moments where um, this girl, her name is Nuri, Nuri's father is uh, really degrading her, you know, saying stuff like, oh, you know, what have you done? You, you've, you've ruined the family, family, family's reputation and everything like that. Um, and he stands up for her and he says, oh, dad, how could you, how could you say that to her? It's not her fault. Um, and that was very powerful because mm-hmm. obviously, you know, you, children, they grow up seeing their parents, they, they, they get molded, but for this child, he very much sort of had his own beliefs. Yep. And stood by what he thought was right. Yeah, which well, wh- was really powerful. Yep. Yeah, but what do you think? Like, it doesn't make sense why he would be like that, right? Yeah. Why did he not get molded into that person that his parents are? Um, I think they didn't dive into that because hmm. it wasn't a major part of the story. Yeah. yeah. Um, but it'd be really interesting to discuss some that yeah. maybe in the future. Yeah. Uh, we we really can't say what could have caused him to be this sort of person, but maybe, and I'm not sure what sort of relationship he had with his sister before this whole situation. But maybe she would talk to him about things because, and that would sort of maybe change his mind a little bit, mm. or maybe he wasn't really. Well, I don't really know how this works, but maybe he wasn't really told what sort of values you're supposed to have, um, and so, and you know. I think when children are born, they're, they're born with this innate sense of right, I would say. Yep. <clears throat> um, and so maybe maybe he wasn't taught, you know, what way to think. And so he went with the right way, mm-hmm. which would be to support his sister and everything like that. And I think just in his family, they both were probably the most closest people. Mm, to um, each other. Yeah. yeah. So that also prevented him from thinking anything bad about Mm. His sister, perhaps that's yeah one of the reasons why he was so supportive. Yeah, yeah. One thing that I thought was really interesting in the drama was when all of this happened to Nuri. I believe they called her Dari. Do you remember that? I, I think call- so. Yeah, Dari. And so what 
dagh basically means stain. So if you call someone dagh, it basically means they they have a stain on them. Mm. Um, you know, like it's quite it's it's quite a it's quite a quite an upsetting word to use. But it's really interesting that that a word like that exists um, because the the word dagh was used for this girl Nuri as well as the main female protagonist that we will maybe talk about in a few minutes. Yeah, it's interesting how the word dagli in English we don't really have anything equivalent to that because yeah. we don't use the word stain to personify mm. Mm. a person mm. or things. Yeah. Um it's interesting that Urdu has that word. Yeah. So, there we go. So, <clears throat> the the thing that I wanted to talk about um is a relationship between a mother-in-law and uh the daughter-in-law. So basically in the story um in the in the second half of the drama the 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 main sort of focus the main setting is a hospital and we can probably get into that later why the, the setting is a hospital but basically there is this one patient called Hajista um and she is a uh, she is a married woman and she gets uh abused by her husband a lot so her husband beats her and you know verbal abuse physical abuse um uh, and it's, it's it's all very upsetting to see and it's really interesting how they showed it because it's, this is she's a young woman and she has very very deep dark circles like you can tell that you know mm-hmm. she may be for example 25 years old mm-hmm. but she looks like she's 35 um and that sort of shows what abuse can do do to a person um so that i thought that was, they did that really well but anyway so khajista um when she comes to the hospital she generally comes with her mother-in-law and um you know in in Pakistan there's a very very typical sort of uh relationship that the that the mother-in-law and the daughter-in-law are supposed to have with each other where the mother-in-law generally hates the daughter-in-law mm-hmm. and the daughter-in-law sort of suffers because of that um and so this was also shown a little bit in this drama yeah. however over time and through the help of a female doctor who was the main protagonist which we we, we will get, get into later on um through the help of this doctor the mother-in-law starts to become more accepting of the daughter-in-law aka Khadija having more sympathy for her yeah. because of how her son treats her yeah that's right um which is really great so and uh, there's this one scene where uh the doctor the female doctor her name is Zubia where Zubia says to the mother-in-law you know you you should really tell your son to not not do these things to 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 her because after all she is your daughter as well mm-hmm. um and the mother-in-law and because obviously doctors are people that have massive respect yeah um and be- so because of that because Zubia the doctor is able to say this to the mother-in-law she actually really takes it on board and really starts to care for her um daughter-in-law and uh, this is very symbolic in in one instance where after khajista becomes pregnant the mother-in-law uh sews a garment for her yeah. and you know she's like oh khajista come here and um she shows her the garment and she's like oh, this is for you my daughter and it's it's a very wholesome and beautiful moment and she apologizes she's like i'm so sorry about my son you know about the way he treats you um and we find out that apparently her son bought khajista um which was also which we didn't know so he apparently bought her from her family from her yeah her, from her family and brought her here 
Um, so basically, she is sort of his possession, um, which is relatively disgusting. But anyway, so so she apologizes. The mother-in-law apologizes to Khajista, and she says, and you know, Khajista is like, no, look, it's okay. Um, you apologizing is massive for me. Thank you for doing this. And yeah, the the relationship really improves. So I really liked seeing that because, you know, from the perspective of, for example, if if a poor family in Pakistan were watching this, if a mother-in-law was watching this, she might think, huh. You know, and, and if, if, if there there is a terrible situation in the family where the husband abuses the wife, then the mother-in-law could be someone... Cause, because, you know, your mother, you're, you're supposed to listen to your mother. And it's really interesting in Pakistan, sometimes husbands have very high regards for their mothers, but very low regards for their wives. Yeah. Um, and so that sort of interplay with power could really help these women that are being abused to, to, to not get abused, basically. Um, so it was really nice to see that sort of relationship strengthen and mold over time. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so I think both of these stories, so um, Nuri getting gang, gang raped and Khajista. Khajista. Khajista and her relationship with her uh, mother-in-law and how she's abused and everything. I think these stories were very, very important. Although they're not a central part of the story, mm. they were they were very, very important mm. because of... And them being in the context of Pakistan was very important because these issues are very, very ple- prevalent yeah. in Pakistan. Like, yeah. super prevalent. Yeah. Um, it might be... It might sound strange talking about them in a... Um, not a Western country, but a, a Westernized country yeah. where um, these kind of things are very rarely seen. Um, but the the drama really served a purpose mm-hmm. um, through having these stories in them because yeah. people gen- definitely would have a lot to learn from from this. Yeah, so it was really cool that they did that. Um, there's also, I think, a lot of it restores a lot of hope in the Pakistani population. Mm-hmm. For example, there is, you know, obviously this, this, this girl is raped. And a very, a very successful lawyer joins her case and tries his hardest to help her. And a girl that may be watching this, that may have gone through this and is struggling to come out and tell people, listen, this happened to me. Mm-hmm. These people should be punished. If she watches this drama, it may give her hope. Yep. To Empower open up. her. Yep. Or it may give hope to lawyers to open up and say, I will accept gang rape cases. Because yeah. it's, it's, it's probably very hard, especially in a, in a society that is so, you know, the views, all of this is such a taboo topic, um, would, would be really cool. It may also be, for example, if a girl does um, undergo that, if she does get raped, and her family is not very is very unsupportive. Perhaps by watching this drama, they would shift their behavior towards it. And, yeah. Um, yeah, they could also benefit that way. Mm-hmm. So that was really it, it was really good that the drama did that. Yeah. All right. Next one is something that I well we both want to talk about. Did you want to talk about this one? Yeah. Okay. So. Hmm. The male protagonist in the TV series is this doctor called Dr. Asfandiar, and he is played by 
Ahad Razamir. Um, oh, how do, how do I talk about this? There's a lot. Yeah. To okay, so basically in the show, Nuri is gang raped. A successful lawyer decides to take her case. However, he gets murdered mm-hmm. by the father of the gang rape leader because uh, he's a politician. And so, uh, if Nuri won the case, it would cause the politician to lose a lot of power and reputation. Yep. And so, the successful lawyer is killed. Now, the successful lawyer's brother is the main protagonist in yep. the story. Yep. Who is Asfi. I'm just going to call him Asfi. It's Asfi, mm-hmm. who is played by... Ahad Razamir. Yes. That guy. Um, and my, my, he's a, he's a, he's a, yeah, a celebrity crush. Yes, the Aspa's celebrity crush. Uh, or maybe just the character. Yes, the character. Is. But then he has some good things and bad things about it. That, another thing, yeah, another reason why I like the characters so much is because they, not all of them, they all have something bad about them. They all have something good about them. That's why they're so relatable. Yeah, yeah. Um, anyway, yeah, so... Okay, so following what Aisha said about the lawyer... The lawyer was, the way he was murdered, there were a couple of people involved in his murder. Yep. Um, and none of them got caught. Um, and they all just kind of lived their lives. And then probably around maybe 10 years later, um, Asfi is just working in the hospital one night. And there is this lady who comes in. And she says, oh, my son has been in a, a horrible accident and he, he, he needs your help. Um, and Asfi says, yeah, okay, let's go check him out. And let's go check him out. Check him uh, out. Check him out. <laughs> um, and he sees that he needs a surgery. His, her son needs a surgery. Um, when he goes back to the lady who is the, the patient's mother he realizes that that lady was involved in the murder of his brother Mm -hmm. the lawyer Mm -hmm. so now he has the decision Asfi needs to make the decision about whether he what he wants to do with this child I mean her his the child's mother was involved in the murder of his brother um is he? Will he take revenge on him and 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 not cure him, or what is refuse he going to do? Refuse to refuse to operate. Yeah, refuse to operate, or even do something wrong in the mm. surgery mm. to kill him. I yeah. mean, it's very much possible because of the anger that he would have built up through his yep. brother dying. Yep. Um, while he's just he was just trying to do something good for mm. a human being. Mm-hmm. Um. So. What Asfi ends up doing is he ends up performing the surgery perfectly, and he, um, the son is completely fine by the end of it. Um, and this really, really, while he was doing this, the following passage was read out. I solemnly swear to pledge my life in the service of humanity. I will practice my profession with complete dignity and protect life under all stages and all circumstances doing my utmost to rescue it from death, extending medical care to near and far, virtuous and sinner, friend and enemy. I make this promise. So this is the pledge that he made after he finished medical school. Mm -hmm. And it it just 
showed him, through him doing this surgery and through him essentially helping the enemy, um, it just showed how much, how great his moral values are and how um, he really stood up to what he pledged for in the past and becoming a doctor. Um, so I just thought that was that was very that was very um, inspirational and um, you can highly look up to that because he just stood up for his profession right there yep. and he said you know although she did something bad and um, her son is associated sort of associated with the death of my with the unjust death of my brother I am not gonna let this be a reason for me to become unjust mm-hmm. yeah yeah. It was very powerful. So, you know, it, it was a perfect example of it was the right thing to do, but it was the hard thing to do. Yep, absolutely. And a lot of times in our lives, we will come across these sort of situations where we know what the right thing to do is, mm-hmm. but it's the harder path. Mm-hmm. It, it's it's the one, you know, with, with more troubles and more conflict. Um, and sometimes it's really hard to take the right path. But, you know, we could take this example because this is a this is a genuinely... You know, it's a very, very big thing. Um, yeah, so it's cool. And then in, after the operation happens, the mother, because she realizes, oh, these are, this family, this this is the, the, the lawyer's family um, that I helped murder. She goes up to Asfi, the doctor, and she says, you saved my son. And he says, I didn't save your son. I saved a human being, yep. Yep. Um, you know, wh- which is what a doctor does. Mm-hmm. He puts up, he puts aside all of these things, mm-hmm. and you know, that's you know, just just focuses on a human life, yeah. um, which was really profound as well. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so moving on. Let me. So there's this quote that um, Asfi's father says, and I will read it out in Urdu, then I will translate it. <clears throat> Ek baat mere bete Daniel ne sika diya. Sika di. Yeah. Dar se Balke uske aankho mein aankhye dal ke usse darana chahiye. Ye mere bete ka vision bilkul clear tha. Wo uske yakin ka safar tha. Alright. Wow. Well. Well. <laughs> basically means my son Daniel... Wow, that Daniel. Was, that was so. Oh, I'm my so son sorry. Daniel. I'm so sorry, Pakistan. I'm sorry. Okay, my son Daniel has taught me something, which is that be, yeah. you should not be afraid of fear. Mm-hmm. Um, instead of that, you should make. You should look at fear in the eye. You should look at fear in the eye, um, and. and Scare it and scare it! Wow, Aswa, <laughs> so profound. Uh, and he says that my son Daniel, who was the lawyer, my son's vision was very clear. This was his journey of belief, as in this was this was the main the, the main thing that he believed in, um, and everything he did was based off of this belief. So this was really profound because. Um, during the trials for the for Nuri, who was the girl that had the gang rape, um, Daniel's dad was very 
very strict on him and said to him, "Listen, do not take this case. They will, you know, you are your life is in danger. Our whole family's life is in danger. You should not be taking this case." Can I add something there? Yes. And then Daniel actually replies and says, "Aap mujhe sachai ka saath dene se mat which is a very great quote because um, it translates to, "Please do not stop me from." taking the side of the right of the truth of the truth do not do not stop me from taking the side of the truth and that's that was his, his reply to his dad saying you know you shouldn't take this case because your life is in danger mm-hmm. um so even though it was the right thing to do what daniel was doing was the correct thing he should have been standing by this girl um his father was saying no to him his father is also a lawyer and he was also a very successful very well known lawyer and Yeah so so basically in the end of the story his father sort of understands listen I was wrong I should have stood by my son and I will stand by my son now why because uh Hajista the lady who was being abused um after she got pregnant her husband unfortunately shot her which caused her to lose her baby and obviously it's it's a very serious crime to shoot someone um and we should talk about the other stuff because a lot of stuff ties with this mm. all right so basically um when this happens zubia is the is the girl who was a, a major part of this whole um of of khajista's life because she is the person who told the mother-in-law listen you need to stop you need to tell your husband to stop abusing his wife um you need to tell your son you need to st- oh crap you need to tell your son to stop abusing his wife um and in the past uh zubia had this instance where when she was treating someone um she w- was unfortunately not able to save that person and she was feeling really bad about this and so asfi came up to her and said listen our job is to try our best to save this person if we can't save it then the rest is up to god you know we we can't change fate so basically um now this has happened where khajista has been shot she's in the hospital she's getting treated and um obviously zubia has a lot of anger in her because she's you know it it's not right this this guy um and his name is Bahadur which is really funny because it means brave. Um this guy Bahadur um has shot his wife. He he deserves justice. He deserves to go to jail. Um it's not right. But being a doctor, she doesn't really have that much power to actually do that much about mm-hmm, it. Mm-hmm. And so she's just sitting um on one of the seats and Asfi comes up to her and he sits opposite her and she says uh you know, she she brings up what he said in the past about healing people and letting everything else go and she says something like she you know in a very sarcastic manner she says oh you know it's between the husband and wife whatever issues they have our job is to only heal or prevent disease if she stays safe that's great if not it's because god decided that um basically she's she's trying to uh, um explain to us that it's not right that we just let everything else go that we only think about healing the patient you know we we should be more involved in the issues that they're having a doctor should have a higher duty to assist those that may be struggling and find ways to help them 
they should they should take the psychological aspects of medicine more seriously. They should take the you know how the patient's feeling, what might have caused these injuries more seriously, and so this is very this is quite uh, life changing for Asfita here um, because in the past when his brother was sort of saying the same stuff where he was like, listen, we need to do the right thing, mm-hmm. we need to dive more into this, uh, try to help these people. Um, Asfita's family was like, no, 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 we shouldn't do that. But this, this, a similar case has come up, yep. and um, it's very in their face, and you know it, it should be they, they should be helping out. And so, from this perspective, um, Asfi's dad then decides, yes, I will fight for this girl. I will fight for her right. Her husband should go to jail. Um, and so, the whole quote that I said before of we should not, you know, fear. We should not. Be afraid, be afraid of fear. We should not be afraid of fear. Afraid? Uh, you said afraid. Also. Well, you could unhear that. Unhear that. I will unhear it, guys. You should not be afraid of fear. Mm-hmm. You should look fear in the eye and smack it. Yes. Um, it was really profound because of this whole case that was happening. Absolutely. Yes. All right. Um. I and I think. The way um, doctors approach patients in the Western world and perhaps in developing countries is very different because, Mm. again, this theme of... So, pretty much, you could say Zubia represents the way um, doctors treat patients in first world countries and then Asfandiar is how doctors... um, treat patients in the third world countries because in third world countries you see the doctors not really caring much about um how the patient is feeling um other than whether they're in pain you know whether their their disease is being cured or not um but in third world countries i mean the first first world countries um they really care about for example, what's going on in their lives, mm. um, if there's any psychological burden on them at the moment, how they could help. Um, so it's it's really, this is a very important message to be in this drama as well, because perhaps doctors who are watching this in Pakistan, they might learn that, you know, maybe I should care more about the patients because the psychological aspect of a person, it really, really does have a big impact on their physical health yep. as well. Yeah. Um, so this was a very important message to have in the context of Pakistan again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's right. So it was, it was good, good stuff. Um, all right. So the next thing we could potentially talk about is, I think we could continue with that and just talk about how the story sort of ends in that way. So basically, there was one scene where. The people that uh, support Bahadur, who was the person that shot Khajista, um, they are driving down a path, and Asfi, the doctor, um, they're sort of driving um, from the opposite sides, and they reach a bridge where only one car can go at one time. And so both cars stop. The men that are supporting Bahadur come out of the car, and uh, the doctor 
Asfi gets out of his car and they're both looking at each other and there's a stand there's a stare down basically they're both staring at each other and sizing each other up like hoo 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 um and we don't know what's going to happen next because these people the the people that uh support Bahadur are actually sort of the people that um lead the the colony that they live in mm-hmm. they're they're very powerful people in the colony mm-hmm. um and so they're you know and there, there's like there's like five men staring down at this yeah. lone guy. Yeah, it's very similar to the story that happened um, with the lawyer. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Because in in the lawyer, Daniel, the lawyer, there was just one guy. While like many people were trying to kill him and bring yeah. him down, it was very similar to that. Um, but in this case, as they're standing by, a small gathering of people starts walking down the bridge. And they're playing music. Um, they're just villagers. And they stop. And they see Asfi. And they start saying hi to him. They're like, oh, hello, how are you? You know, um, hello, doctor. Um, and, and you can see that this, there's this really, really nice rapport between the doctor and the villagers. And, you know, Asfi looks at them and he smiles and he says hello. And, and, the, and the villagers notice that he's having a stare-off with these people. And... Um, he stands there. So so all the villagers actually surround Asfi and stare down at the um at at, at the leaders, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um and the leaders back away and drive away. Mm-hmm. Which is really, really profound because it shows that A, um, if you have people join you, obviously it makes you powerful. Yeah. Which if you contrast it to Daniel, the lawyer who was working by himself, um, you know, one reason you could say that he was not successful was because he was working alone. Yeah. If he had help, it would have it would have really done well for him. Definitely. Um, compared to Asfi, who had these this whole village behind him that was saying, "Listen, we support you. We're behind you." Um, and then another thing was because of his rapport with people. You know, he's a doctor. People, doctors have a lot of respect. He doesn't have to. You know, he could have been a bad doctor. He 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 could have. He could have still been healing people, but not treating them well, mm-hmm. not asking them how they are. Mm-hmm. He had this good rapport because he's a genuinely nice man. Mm-hmm. And because of that, um, the villagers had a lot of respect for him. And so even when even when faced with people of power, they were on his side because they had this rapport with him. So I thought that was quite beautiful. Um, and it was a really good lesson. Mm-hmm. You, you know, when you treat people well and you build good rapport with them, they will stand by you. Um, yeah, and and so that also really helped them win the case yeah. because after that, the, the the leaders were like, okay, we can't do anything bad to this doctor guy because everyone loves him. It'll make us look really we're bad. We're outnumbered. As we're well. outnumbered as well. And so they basically left. I think Bahadur went behind bars. Yeah, yeah. I think yeah, yeah he I went think to jail. He, yeah, he he went to jail. He got arrested. So they won the case and. I think this was a really pivotal moment. Yeah. Um, it's quite beautiful. It's a very, very small... It's a, it's a very small scene. Mm-hmm. But it was quite profound yeah. in that way. Absolutely. So. Yeah, so so just some quotes that um, we um, think are worth sharing are the following. So, Asfi says, Insan sab hi achhe hote hain, bas Allah bura vakt na lai. So, that translates to... Um, all people are good unless they are, um, what would you say? Unless they are in a bad situation. Mm. 
Yeah. They are subjected to a bad situation. Yeah, yeah. All people are good unless, until they are subjected to a bad situation. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, uh, what do you think about that? that? That's really... So, I actually didn't really understand what the quote meant. But now that you explain it, it makes yeah. sense. Yeah. So, you know, it's our experiences that mold us to become who we are. Uh, some of us may go through a lot of bad experiences. We might, for example, if we experience severe poverty... Mm the way we think will be different to compare to how we think. Um, but but I don't know. So if a, if someone um, is, for example, if my boss was inherently horrible, yes. right, and treated me badly, can I say that, oh, it's because of his past? You can't just... I feel like I don't think it's it's fair to say stuff like that because even if you you know there's two people that have gone through horrible things one person will still be a better person than the other one yeah one's learned from it one's learned from it they've moved on they've grown they're they're positive the other one's deeply pessimistic hates everyone um i don't think it's valid to say oh Okay, you can be horrible because you had a horrible past. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's valid to say that. Mm-hmm. Everyone is going through things. Obviously, some people suffer more than others. Um, but I don't think it's fair to say that because you've been through all this stuff. It's okay to yeah, it's treat okay people to, this way. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe, maybe it's okay to say, okay, I understand why you're like this. Mm-hmm. Because you've been through all this stuff. Mm-hmm. But that does not excuse the way you're treating me. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely, yeah, because uh, when, I, when I thought of this quote, I thought of how, I, well, I, pretty much all my life, I've just found it very, very difficult to to see why a person would want to be bad. Like, for example, mm. a person who bullies, how can they want to do something bad? Yeah. How could they want to be a bad person? Yeah. Um, and so, I guess this kind of justifies it for me this quote where mm. it says you know all people are good unless they until they are subjected to a bad situation um where perhaps it, it must have been that the bullies were have something going on or they were treated or badly or they were in a bad situation that led to, led them to be not really good anymore mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um but yeah you're right it, it, it just it really just depends on um, how you react to the situation. Yep. yep. Whether you learn from it or you decide to give revenge or you decide to throw your anger onto someone else. Yeah. Um, or you try to reach internal measures and try to become calm yourself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. All right. So, another quote is, Main aapko vajah patane ki nahi which I Which I thought was was really beautiful. So... What this what translation is, I I don't have any obligation to explain to you why, mm-hmm. basically. Because there are moments, so for example, uh, Asfi and Zubia start liking each other. And, you know, they, they think of getting married. I mean, Asfi wants to get married to her and she says no. Yeah. And he's like, why? And she says... I am not obligated to tell you why. And, okay, you wrote this quote down. Why do you think it's so profound? Well, I didn't really actually... I actually didn't really like it. Oh, okay, interesting. Go on. Yeah, um, I didn't like this quote 
Um, and she used it quite a few times mm. in the drama as well. Mm. I didn't really like it because I think everyone, if they want one, then everyone deserves an explanation. Because um, I think it would have had a really big impact on Asfi. He would have perhaps just started making a whole bunch of assumptions about himself, about about many things he could say, you know, oh, does she hate this about me? Does she, is it this part of my life that, that makes her not want to be with me? It, I think it just complicates things so much more. That's why I think it's it's much better to give people a reason. Yep. yep. Um, but why do you think it was a quote, okay. good quote? The reason why I thought this was like really profound was because I think sometimes... I, I felt that this, this showed how much sort of power she had over herself. And basically because in the show, you see Zubia have a massive transformation. She is this scared little girl. And she grows up and she becomes a strong, independent woman. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's really, really powerful to see that happen. Um, you know, so some context on Zubia is that her she she also grew up in a very sort of abusive family. Yeah. Her father was very abusive towards her mother. And the reason why her mother passed away was because her father abused her to the point where she passed away. Really unfortunate. Um, and then Zubia... Uh, you know, events happened that caused a lot of people to um, uh, look at Zubia in a uh, in a dari sort of way, which is the word which is the word that I was using before, as if she has a stain on her, and it caused her family to suffer. Like their 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 family suffered uh, a loss of reputation. Her fa- her her brother, who used to be very loving towards her, became very sour towards her and also abused her as well. It caused her to run away from her house, um, um, and you know she she pursued medicine um, because eventually her father after after this event happened after she um, after after their loss of reputation her father sort of asked for her forgiveness because he understood what it was like to to go through something so tragic mm-hmm. um and he asked for her for, for for her forgiveness their relationship improved he passed away she was pursuing medicine she became a doctor um she ran away from her house because her brother was abusive towards her and she you know she 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 made her own life in a secluded part of Pakistan um, and she started working as a doctor and you know became successful and stuff like that um, I think this shows that she is very sure of herself she is very confident in herself and she says if she says listen I don't need to tell you a reason mm. I think it shows that she is strong mm-hmm. because sometimes I feel um, I don't know maybe it's just me because but sometimes I feel that I need to give a reason to someone because they ask me. I don't even consider, oh, you know what? You don't actually need to tell them the reason if you don't want to. Mm-hmm. I don't think about that. Mm-hmm. I I just I just do. Um, but this sort of showed me that this woman is sure of herself. She knows what she wants. She doesn't she she does she doesn't feel that she needs to bend over backwards for people. If you know, because so so if someone was like, Oh, why not? I would tell them because I wouldn't want them to think, Oh I wouldn't want them to dislike me. But her saying this could cause Asfi to dislike her, and yep. she's okay with that, yeah. which I think is really profound. Yeah. So just because of that, um, this this whole quote made a lot of sense to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there was this other instance um, where she is still at her at her family's house, um, and her brother is about to hit her, I think, and she just 
she raises her hand and she says, don't yep. you dare touch me. Yeah. And that really showed that she grew up. Mm-hmm. She knew what her rights were. Yep. She knew what she was, you know, it, it was really, it was really profound. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So. It was a great scene. Yeah. So just because of, like that small quote, it sort of makes me think of that. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. That makes sense. Mm. Um, and then the last quote we would like to discuss is, um, Asfi says, which just translates to um, the thoughts that make you happy. You should definitely think about those. I don't know if I completely agree with this again. Oh, um, because what if they're bad thoughts, you know? What if they're negative thoughts? For example, if someone's done something to you and you're thinking, you're thinking of them... Something bad happening to them, mm. and that's a happy thought in your mind. Mm. Um, and he says that you should definitely think about these yeah. happy thoughts. Yeah. He's probably not saying that, right? Yeah. He's probably yeah, just saying think about happy thoughts and mm. in, in, mm. in, 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 like you being happy. Yeah, yeah. Maybe that's what he means. Yes, that that is true. That's that is what he means. But if you just put it like, for example, if you take this quote and stick it on a wall, mm. out of context, doesn't it's subjective. Yeah, it's yeah. it's not the best quote to have because yeah. again. For example, you don't like someone and you're backbiting. Mm-hmm. You know, these are thoughts that you're having. They're not good thoughts. Um, it they're, they're not sustainable. Yeah. Nothing good will come out of them. So, yeah, I also don't agree. I don't think this is the best quote. Mm-hmm. In that context, it made sense that he said that. Yeah, yeah. So That's true. Yeah. Um, we had some tiny things that we also wanted to talk about, about the show. So, for example, I wanted to talk about the place they chose to shoot the second half of the drama. So, basically, um, the first half of the drama is shot in, I believe, Karachi and Islamabad, which are big cities. Uh, oh, Islamabad is a big city. Yeah, big city. Fine, it's the big capital. City. Fine, it's a big city. Um, for people that don't know, if you're from Karachi, where I'm from, Karachi is a massive bustling city like stuff is always going on there Islamabad is like a quiet place peaceful Nothing version happens of Karachi there. yes yeah. exactly uh, no it, you can't compare okay, it fine. to Karachi as well. so well we've only been to Islamabad for like two days yes and nothing happened okay fine yes so it's it's a very quiet very beautiful peaceful place so there's this meme that goes around well if I ever meet someone that's from Islamabad I will most definitely go oh yeah so you're from like the village <laughs> or something like that <laughs> so it's just it's just silly um, so even that, though it's the capital of Pakistan it was uh, yeah massive respect to Islamabad excuse me um, but yeah so it's it's shot in Islamabad and, Pakistan, and Karachi uh, the second half of it is shot in Peshawar and Neelam Valley which is in Kashmir. And, oh, the second half of this show, just, it was just so, like, the, the, the scenery of Neelam Valley is just so stunning. Yeah. Okay, it made me so happy to see, because mm-hmm. I think, when I think of traveling, I think of going to the Alps, okay, mm-hmm. which is in Switzerland, because mm-hmm. it's a beautiful place. Um, and I feel pride to think that, oh, places like this exist in Pakistan as well. Mm. Because when I go to Pakistan, I go to Karachi, and it's a big, dirty city with dust everywhere and too much traffic and pollution and all these different things. So it made me very, very happy to see a part of Pakistan that was so beautiful and serene. Mm. Apart from that, you know, people people that may be watching this, that people that live abroad, like us, would really appreciate I mean, they would feel the same way that I was feeling when I looked at Pakistan. I would like to visit that place one day. Yeah. 
Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, so maybe we should discuss some reasons for why people should watch the show. Um, one of them would, like I just said, the cin- cinematography of the second half of the show is absolutely incredible. Mm-hmm. Um, you really, really enjoy seeing it. Um, some of the messages we've discussed in this drama, I think, well, they would help me. They say, So, for example, if I um, keep some of the some of the quotes in my mind, for example, or some of the messages, so the one of the main messages was to um, stick with your belief. I yeah. think I would I would definitely incorporate if not if not think of that cuz obviously I did have that message already incorporated into my mind before I watched the show, but mm. just reincorporated it definitely. Reincorporated it, yeah. Um so I think that would definitely be beneficial um the way they've shown how important support is i think that's that's another reason why um it it can it can be very beneficial in terms of um how you approach people and how um supportive you are of them and how much i think so if i share my personal experience i believe i often thought that wanting support was kind of immature um, because, and I thought of this in myself. So I thought that if I want much, if I want support, that's being immature because I'm being dependent on people. Um, and I, I just believe um, in some aspect, in some aspects, being dependent on people isn't the best way to go. I think you should be the most independent, dependent on yourself. So I thought that perhaps um, wanting support was immature, but through this drama, I really saw, uh, through this TV series, I really saw how important support can be. Um, and in this case, in the drama, it was the diff- It might have been the difference between death and life. Yep. And, and it, it, that's how it showed it. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and, and many other messages, I think. They're very profound in this drama. I think they'll be very beneficial to anyone who are, who's watching it. Yeah, yeah, definitely. All right, so how do we how do we end this? And as always, I will see you in the next video. <laughs> okay, we'll just end it like that. Yes. No, no, we'll okay, end fine. it. In, that's copyright oh, Markiplier. Sorry, sorry. Um, and, um, one love super. <laughs> have any thoughts on this we will create an instagram page and an email and a website which we will work on today and a car and a car we're, aren't we just naming things we're not gonna make okay. I'm, I'm, kidding. Kidding. So disrespectful. Okay. I'm kidding okay yes so thank you for listening um you've already said that shut up right so <clears throat> Yes, goodbye. No? No, why? Why, why don't you end it some way? Huh? You think, you think, you think, yeah, you, you're so much better? Do it. Go on. Okay. Sayonara. How <laughs> do you turn it off? You have no idea how to work a phone. Okay. Goodbye. <laughs>